Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 14th of November, 2019. This is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And live from New York, This is we have Dave Davies, who is at SMX East. Dave, how you doing, man? I am uh, I'm doing fantastic. Um, this is, uh, well, you know the SMX series, right? Um, oh, it's a great yeah, yeah. show, but uh, I don't know, the... You know, I you can judge a show and, and regular uh, listeners who, who go to shows and you, well, I know you've been to, I don't even know if I could count them with just two digits, um, you know, the, the, the number you've been to, you can kind of judge the success of the show by its expo hall, like in a, in an interesting way, right? Like that, that will yeah, yeah. tell you what the, and it is packed, but then so are sessions like standing room only uh, around it. It's, I don't know what happened. Like it was big last year, but it's bigger this year and the, the caliber of, 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 well, I don't want to say, but it it is true. The caliber of speakers is, is really, really good. I always, I always used to say to people that, uh, the show in say Seattle is where you go to learn your chops. You know, the, 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 um, SMX advanced Seattle, you go, you go there to learn your chops because that's one of the highest level, um, of the relatively open shows, open conferences. Yeah. Um, but you go to SMX New York to meet your next client or your next partner. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me at all that the place is packed. Um, yeah. I mean, also, just the, the digital marketing world is growing like, um, well, I'm growing like weeds. Uh, digital <laughs> marketing is growing faster, obviously, than any other sector in the marketing in the marketing world. And uh, just, you know, stands to reason that New York would be absolutely – you're in the Javits Center, right? Yep. Yep. Okay, that place that place is that place has, if I remember correctly, six unique conference centers under one roof. Any <laughs> one of which would be massive in a large city. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 outstanding. Um, and then right after um, we we record here, I'm actually running there's an anime convention going on down at the other end of the center, and I'm gonna try and sneak in and get it my get my picture in there to try and convince my kids that that is actually how cool their dad is that that's where I was but I, I don't know yeah I, I, I'm so cool I, I screwed off to New York left you guys back on the west coast and went to an anime conference that's how cool I am <laughs> okay yeah I'm, I'm a horrible parent <laughs> <laughs> okay so what um the place is packed it's a it's a massive space you're in New York which is which is exciting enough at the best of times um What's the tenor of the show? What's 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 what are people talking about? I mean, it's, it's only day two, but still, what, how are people doing? What are they talking about? Um, there's a few core things, but interestingly and refreshingly, um, one of the big hot button topics seems to be at least among the people I'm I'm around, right? Like you know them. There's like tons of people here, so maybe I'm just in my own echo chamber. Um, but the questions that I get asked or, or was sitting in and listening, even whether they were paid search or organic tended to be really towards the technical, um, which I thought was interesting because all of it, or, or at least a chunk of it was from the angle of Google's finally catching up. So those content people get what they want. Now we're text. What do we do with that? 
right? And it, it was, it's, it's actually really interesting to hear that conversation kind of reverse, right? Like, you remember not even that long ago, but tech and SEO came in first, then the content people had to kind of deal with that, right? Like where it was like, we need to get what we need to get for, for Google and you need to dance for us and, and, and make this work somehow so that people don't hate us. Whereas now um, the, the, the tides have sort of turned where it seems anyway from the conversations, the content marketers get to take the lead and SEOs need to deal with that and, and make the best of it what they, what they will, at, at least from a technical standpoint. Um, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, we've got JavaScript with a whole bunch of technical stuff to deal with and a bunch of people <laughs> pretty much universally ranting about uh, content management systems and the limitations. And like, I got handed this SEO audit, but we can't do it. I'm like, well, that is a problem. But well, um, okay, let's first for, 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 for long-term listeners, you're going to know that we, we, we often segment SEO into two different categories, technical SEO and content SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, both of which are, are legitimate, um, legitimate or about arms of, uh, of our industry. We, we, yeah. I guess that's a good way to phrase it. Um, yeah. now for the longest time, uh, uh, we, you know, in the big, in the beginning, you had to code websites by hand, <laughs> you know, uh, you had to start with like angle bracket head and go, or sorry, angle bracket HTML and then go from there. Um, and uh, 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 there wasn't a heck of a lot of standardization um, people built as they built. And then and, and as time goes on, um, we, we, we got things like, uh, oh, my goodness, what was that called? The, 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 we used to use it all the time. It was made by it was an Adobe product. Um, anyway, we, we got website builders. I'm sorry, I can't even remember. Dreamweaver. That was it. Dreamweaver. Yep. yep. We got products like Dreamweaver that helped you build the website. Um, mm-hmm. But it was still, you were still relatively building by hand, and there wasn't a heck of a lot of standardization. And mm-hmm. then WordPress came along. Content management systems came along. And that has allowed, even though they're all open source, that has allowed Google to say, look, these are the standards. You will design to them. And uh, process of elimination. Uh, so many webmasters are going to choose these templates that over time, these will be the ones that, that, that you know, get used. Exactly. Standardization yeah. has come to websites now. They are yeah. designed relatively the same um, within, you know, normal variants, but relatively the same. It's, 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 there's not a lot of uh, funky stuff happening there in the design world right now. No. Well, yeah, it, it, it's, it's funny because I, I have to wonder, I mean, you're, you're, you're making a, a really, really accurate point, but are we just so used to rapid divergence that, you know, we, we move, I remember that move to Dreamweaver, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I actually still use Dreamweaver. <laughs> like I find it really handy when I'm editing code because of the color coding and a couple other uses, but, um, and, and I remember, you know, Dreamweaver templates, right? Like those, I use them and then, <laughs> Oh, server side includes. Oh, okay. You can use those because templates suck on large sites. Well, they're fine, but like, I just want to change my copyright date. I don't want to, have to update every page and then upload it. Um, and, and you're right, then we started to standardize, but then of course we start pushing the boundaries of standardization and go, we standardized on what a thing should look like in a browser and how that should kind of be rendered. But then you got these JavaScript jerks. I, I say that with love, like I love them. <laughs> it's like coming in and going, oh, by the way, we're gonna do it in a totally different way than all of that. 
Um, but now we just accept that as, oh, okay, that's the way. And then it actually renders in the DOM like this. And so, okay, it, it, it still fits the old model because it does technically, but not in any way that, that matches what, the way that we typically have worked in the past. Right, like you know, change histories and stuff instead of actually just going to a different document. Right? Like it's it, it's just a, a different a different methodology, um, and, and and so it it all sort of you know it, it's just this rapid rapid change. Um, and then you've got uh, I was actually just chatting with uh, Frederick Dubu, who was on our show uh, a couple of weeks ago. I hope I have properly pronounced his name right. Anyway, we he just always got hope we get his name right. I, I know, I know. Uh, but I was chatting with him earlier about some of the stuff going on at Bing and, and the changes um, that are that are coming there, which I'm happy to talk about later in the show. Um, and and a congratulations to him because he got a promotion. Um, oh, what, just, what, really? What's he doing now? Just a couple of days ago, he's now a project manager. So I guess that that does new things for him. Um, I, I I didn't actually. It's funny. I found out about that on Twitter after I'd talked to him. So I didn't ah. actually get to dig into all the details, but hopefully I'll. I'll run into him uh, a little bit later. Um, I flew in last night because Bing was hosting a party yesterday, and unfortunately, I had to miss it. But that's uh, maybe I would have gotten the, the skinny then. But um, it's interesting what we're hearing a, a lot from on on that tangent, and I'm hearing it from Bing because I was just chatting with a with a Bing person. But it seems to sort of work with the messaging from Google. Um, is as far as what we're going to see from them, big picture stuff. I'm not talking about the bank thing and stuff like that's, that's business mm -hmm. decisions, but um, <laughs> you know, the, the actual sort of algorithmic, what we as SEOs are, are considering is just a more rapid evolution of what we're already seeing. And it was an interesting, I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, so don't take that you know, I mean, for our listeners as what Frederick said, I, I'm totally paraphrasing that, but um, the way he was sort of presenting it is, yeah, that thing we're doing, we're just getting really, really fast at doing it now. Right, like natural language processing and machine learning systems and those sorts of things. So, um, I'm actually wondering if, from an SEO standpoint, we're settling into um, sort of a we'll have to keep adapting, but in a much more predictable way. And I, have we crossed that tipping point now where, oh, okay, they've actually figured out how to get the right content to the right users? They 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 fail sometimes, but they're they they figured out how. They just haven't perfected the methods of the how yet, if that if that makes sense. Well, and that's sort of how that conversation went. There is in 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 the history of our industry, we've um, we've reached and uh, surpassed many um, professional plateaus. And I just have the feeling right oh. now that we're we're <laughs> we're kind of on a plateau right now. But I don't know what comes next. Maybe it's maybe it's a new device, a new way of using our devices. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe the Java heads are actually going to win this argument in the long run, and we're all going to have to learn to work in Java. Um, like, who knows? A, a new design, a new design um, uh, uh, aesthetic will come along. Um, maybe, 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 maybe language will change. I don't. The whole thing is, I don't know what tomorrow, five years, or ten years from now comes, but I do know that in our industry, and especially in uh, in the world of devices things change rapidly. Um, another thing to think about, and, and, and we, we have so badly got to break away from thinking about desktop search and even mobile device search and start thinking about vocal search, talking about vocal search, because heaven mm -hmm. knows the searches are talking about it. Yeah. Um, that, I think, is going to uh, 
to force change in our industry, but not for another six to, to 12 months. You know, it's, it's interesting. I just, um, your friend and mine, Mr. Danny Goodwin, um, yeah, was just asking birthday, for a, a quote. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, his birthday just passed. Um, was asking you know, sort of a quote of what am I going to be following in, in 2020, right? Like they, they do their annual what's coming up sort of sort of thing and it's interesting you mentioned voice because i was like this is what i'm you know i'm going to be paying attention to these things for voice and, and it seems like we're on very similar timelines because i was discussing like i'm going to be watching for acquisitions and this and that um but it's not really for 2020 in my mind right i you know i i, I had to watch the misery that was cindy crumb trying to talk about mobile when we were all still like chained to desktops like nothing existed outside of them I mean, you remember mm-hmm. those days when it was like, oh, poor Cindy, like, come on, Cindy, like, she's right, she's smart, she's got this, right? <laughs> so, um, and, and we all knew, and eventually it did happen. Um, and I think I'm maybe a little gun shy, but is I don't think it's coming in 2020. Right? Just that, you know, there'll be that tipping point, right? Like there was from mobile, where it was just like, okay, and now that's what we're doing, right? Like that's that's where we're going. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we're going to be seeing the groundwork um, laid in voice. We'll see, you know, Fitbit and, and things like that, these sorts of acquisitions. Um, but I think a lot more integration, like some of the deals they've done, I think it was LG, but I'd have to go back and, and sort of, you know, I could go back through our archives because I know I mentioned it then, um, you know, the sort of partnerships that are, that are going on there with um, devices for that connectivity to other devices. So my TV and my phone, I can use my phone's voice or it should have a, have a speaker. I'm going to take a, a quick stop and I'm going to say hello on your behalf to Christine Churchill, who's walking past me right oh, now. Oh my goodness. Jim Hedger says hello. We're, we're just, and, and, and all of our, our podcast listeners are having to, uh, having to hear it. So Christine says hello to you and our listeners now. She doesn't have a choice. <laughs> the biggest toothiest smile I can give to Christine. All right. And Jim gives you a big toothy smile. <laughs> Take care. Um, and that's what happens at conferences. You meet people that are awesome. Well, I guess not meet because I knew her already. Um, oh, my so, See, I, I'm sitting here in Toronto blushing just at the thought of Christine. She is such a wonderful person. She really is. And, and sharp as a tack. Um, and, and just one of the other great people that's here. Um, so where, on, on top of this, you know, like, oh, I hate to tell you where we got to go. On. You don't know where we got to go. You don't want to know where we got to go, do oh. but we got to go there. We don't have a choice. It's just it's just the way commercial radio works. We have to pay the piper. <laughs> we do. We got to pay that piper. We got to go to commercial, but we're going to come back in a few minutes. We're going to talk talk some more about um, SMX East and uh, what's happening at the Javik Center. We're going to be talking about Google updates. We don't got a lot of choice about that. I'm afraid we got to talk about Danny Sullivan. You, you haven't seen Danny, have you? No, I haven't. Okay, he's got some explaining to do, like a lot. And maybe mm-hmm. he might start explaining. Um, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about that and a whole bunch more here on Webcology. But first, we gotta do some commercial messages. And so, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beatstock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stick around. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. 
someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. Are you a PPC professional? Would you like a mountain of resources that will help you fine-tune your skills? Join the Paid Search Association, the only nonprofit organization dedicated to serving managers of Google, Microsoft, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter advertising accounts. Check it out at www.paidsearch.org. That's www.paidsearch.org. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2020 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2020. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2020 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm. The flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 14th of of November, 2019. Jim Hedger from Digital Media, Dave Davies from B-Side Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave, I think I read a rumor that we're going to be having some folks from the uh, Paid Search Marketing Association on the air, on, on Webcology sometime in, in the next few weeks. Yes, we are. Yes, right we are. Um, yeah, we're going to be roping in uh, your friend of mine, Mr. David Zatella. The president. Uh, will be the, coming in. The exactly. president of the new organization, yep. Yep. Um, and, I mean, you know, I mean, Paid Search is, is just a super interesting space. Um, that's why I like it's the Davids, Dave Zatella, David Ogletree. I'm sure there's, there's many great, you know, Frederick Valais isn't, isn't a David. I'm not partial to David's, but, um, <laughs> David Brown, let's see who all the Davids are out there. I don't know, man. This there's, is two of them, I guess. Dave's not here, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it, and that's, that's going to be super interesting and, and something to, to, to watch for. I know I'm, I'm lining up a few and I'll chat with you about it, but I'll just tell our, our, uh, listeners right now that um over the next few weeks we've got some amazing amazing guests coming with some information that i couldn't give you because i couldn't possibly present it nearly as well as they can (laughs) okay there is a um we've got to jump into the seo world a little bit here there is um well depending on how you want to phrase it or who you want to believe we know there are there is a significant update happening at Google. Um, 
well, as we speak, although the, 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 the it unleashed itself about a week ago, um, we know that it's impacted a uh, fairly significant uh, portion of the web, just from the chatter I'm reading in Webmaster World and then from other webmasters. Mm -hmm. You might know it if you uh, ask Danny Sullivan about it, because he'll tell you that they're doing updates all the time. Like, as far as Danny's concerned, this is like, you know, Google had another shower or something. Um, Google ate lunch today. Um, what do you think? Are you seeing major changes? Are people talking about it at the at the show? Is Dave still here? Hmm. Am I still here? Oh, there we go. Okay, just came back in. You are so back. Perfect. <laughs> um, okay. Did you hear the question I asked? I did not hear the question that you asked. Okay. Uh, are people talking about about this Google update that's going down? Um, <laughs> and if so, what are they saying about it? No, and I, I actually found that surprising too. Um, that there's really not that much on this one, which normally that's all people can talk about, as as you're well aware, right? Like as soon as as soon as one of these things happen. Now, I don't know if it's that the segment of people that are here are not the people that were impacted one way or the other, right? Which which could be if it hit, or or I shouldn't say hit. Like it's a penalty because it's not, but it just feels like it sometimes. But if those impacted fit specific profiles, then those people may not be here, right? Like I, I, I haven't had a chance, you know, it just got like confirmed, right? So I haven't had a chance to, to really assess um, the pros and cons. That's the pro and con to two conferences is you don't have time to look into all these things, but at the same time, you find out a lot of them that you wouldn't have found out otherwise. I can say um, that, well, and it, just for, for regular listeners who I sort of go, it impacted me or it didn't. Um, I am seeing moderate impacts on clients. Um, nothing that, that seems specifically negative. I mean, all, you know, clients go, go up and down, but none of them negative on a positive, like overall their traffic should increase if they're the rankings in a monitoring, um, are any measure I'll, I'll fill in, in a, in a week or two on, on whether that actually holds, whether there were unmonitored impacts that I, I wasn't uh, wasn't anticipating but um, sometimes I'll, I'll report we saw nothing we did see something on this one it wasn't massive um, at least on my end that's not saying it wouldn't be to other people um, but um, it, it, it was definitely on the charts and, and is on my radar so something's going on but it's not really a, a big topic here um, you know, at least again, as far as the the people that that I've been chatting with and uh, and going over stuff with, but um, you know, I was chatting with with Andy Cushing earlier. If you know, she does analytics, right? <laughs> so uh -huh. if it was a, if it was a big topic on analytics, I assume um, she would have chatted uh, chatted about it that side. Which any topic that deals with traffic deals with analytics. So um, so yeah, it's it's not. Um, but I do find it interesting and a little frustrating. And you, you sort of alluded to it earlier. Um, I don't blame him, but Danny's response. <laughs> this is Danny Sullivan. Love the guy. I totally get the spot he's in right now. Um, mm -hmm. But it's sort of like we have dozens every week, right? And this is why we only announce major ones. I'm like, well, for some people, this is going to feel major. So let's accept that. Um, like, you you can't just say we announce major ones because I may feel it as major. You may not be on your end. It may only impact one percent. But if I'm not one percent severely impacted, it's major for me. Not mm -hmm. for that. Um, well, also and, when you think when you think of the scale of Google, one percent's an awful lot. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I often think of that too. And they're like, this impacted 15%. I'm like, okay, we can all see that in any system, that's that's a big change. But yeah, they're like, this is small. It was only 0.2. And I'm like, how many millions of queries a day? Is that yeah, like, seriously, this is, this is, we're talking global scale. So 1% yeah. is massive. Is massive. Um, um, so go ahead. There's a good interview. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but um, it's there, and I've been, I've, been, I've been wanting to see it. It's between Danny Sullivan and uh, uh, Barry Schwartz on Danny's transition from search engine land to Google. Now, in the SEO community, we've been, in a weird way, we've been kind of spoiled with spokespeople like Matt Cutts, and now we have a, a, a dude named like, 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 like John Mueller who mightn't answer questions the way we want him to answer specifically, but answers almost every question that gets thrown out, or right. at least tries to field it. We have Martin Spitt, who's trying to um, uh, 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 demystify Java. Um, <laughs> so we have some Google spokespeople, and in the we've had Google spokespeople who, you know, feel like they're trying to reach out to the community and answer our questions. Mm -hmm. And then we have the guy who, you know, almost almost single-handedly popularized search engine optimization by talking about it in the uh, in the late 90s, writing about it, I should say, in the, in the mid-90s, yeah. um, and talking about starting conferences, uh, Search Engine Strategies Conference about it, and uh, starting a, a small publication called Search Engine Watch. Uh, this was the guy who was the first search-related journalist, you know, completely dedicated yep. to uncovering what's happening at um, uh, Google. Yeah. Now he's sitting in the spokesperson's seat. He is search. He is at search liaison. Um, this this is again for for the SEO community, especially older people in the SEO community. Danny was the go-to guy. He was the he is the granddaddy of search journalism. Yeah. And uh, now he's doing everything he can to like you know, this Danny could be giving a masterclass in how to be a politician and and not answer a question. <laughs> and I think it's a little bit stunning for uh for 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 people in the industry, especially especially older people who you know who always look to Danny as the guy with the answer. Yeah. Well, and I, I do think that's sort of the the problem that he's put himself in. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, or he did or Google did or, or whoever, but it's, oh, it's where, a problem where he finds himself anyway, where, where he finds himself. And, and, and I can sympathize on one hand, right. Of, of, of course, because there's like you work at Google now, there's nothing you can do. And you were actually a good choice on their end. But at the same time, we're all sort of left going, but you're not answering the questions in the, in the same way. Whereas you look at, yeah, I mean, you, you, you hit the nail on the head and you look at somebody like John Mueller um, or Martin split. I mean, different, different, subject matters but both from google and they answer more now i think danny to his defense on that one is trying to answer higher level questions right like he's trying to answer the the bigger picture whereas a lot of the questions john gets answered or gets asked that he answers deal more with specific scenarios right like a specific question about href langers right like where it's it's a really really pointed question that has a very very specific answer so he can answer it Right. Or, or, or he can look at a specific site and go, yeah, I mean, I remember it. I can't remember the specific site and that's probably for the best of the owner, but looking at it went, yeah, basically you should just burn it to the ground, salt the earth. <laughs> Start again, right? Like, you know, but, but he can give that because he is dealing with very, very pointed um, questions. But where I think Danny could maybe 
refine how he answers things is understanding like in, in, in his response to the algo update, right? Like not coming back with, yeah, this is why we shouldn't do that. Nope. You used to be the one reporting it and that's what we trusted you as. So you can, you can go, I'm all Google and we're all going to go, all right, that's, that's fine. Then the fact that you ever were in our industry is irrelevant. That's not the case. And that's not what I'm saying he's trying to do. But if that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do. And the fact that you were ever sort of in our industry is no longer a benefit or, or it's not a pro or con to us at this point. So if he wants to play that line, he can't, he, he needs to at least go, I understand that this might be right. Like he needs to just soften it, understanding that he's actually talking to people who, who know he used to be on this side, right? He used to be very Schwartz, right? Like asking these questions and then to get a kind of snide, this is why we don't talk about these things. It, it sort of seems like, okay, you went over there and now, now you're just towing the party line sort of erasing that sort of legacy that he had in our community. And that's fine. Like if that's what he's doing, that's fine. I'm not saying he needs to keep that alliance. It's a community. I'm sure he's being, you know, handsomely rewarded and has a very rewarding job. But, um, you know, if that's what he wants to do, be a search liaison, then that might be something you want to consider just refining those responses. And you mentioned Matt cuts, like he didn't answer the velocity of questions that somebody like John Mueller does, which is why I sort of feel for John Mueller when he takes flack for it. Cause he's answering like rapid fire questions. Whereas you remember Matt used to do videos. Oh, yeah. Um, so they were he's very, very script, polished. Yeah. It, exactly. Like he knows the answer and it just is this answer and there is no, chance he's going to be wrong it's probably been vetted by lawyers at this point right like it's it's been done um you know danny might want to consider stepping into that role and doing those sorts of things if he wants to communicate with the community so that he's not sort of ticking us off right by by doing that or just go i'm not really a liaison per se <laughs> i'm just a spokesperson um, you know, one thing I would love, and it's, it's never going to happen because Barry, Barry is not the kiss and tell kind of guy, but I would love to sit down and talk to Barry about how he negotiated that interview. Like, <laughs> what did you have to say to the, to the PR department at Google to get that interview, dude? Like, yeah. what'd you have to promise them? Yeah. And where's um, the list of questions you couldn't ask? Yeah. And again, like that's the, that's, that, 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 that conversation is never going to happen because Barry's got infinitely more honor than that. But, um, absolutely. But I'd love to know. Like, seriously, inquiring <laughs> minds want to know. Oh, yeah. Um, just because okay, you shouldn't wanna... ask a question doesn't mean it's not in your head, right? Like, <laughs> that's exactly that kind of case. I wouldn't ask Barry, but it doesn't mean that I won't talk about it right now on our show. And maybe, hey, Barry, if you listen, buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Slip me a note after class. An anonymous yeah. email is fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we got we got to keep moving. We got to keep it. And, and by the way, don't mean to rag on Danny. Uh, Danny is a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, person who has made contributions that are unestimable to this industry. Oh, absolutely. Um, but you know, dish, dude, dish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got to talk about it because it's out there and it's, it's, it's happening. And I don't know if it's gonna actually going to happen or if it's going to be like Facebook currency or something, but like Google checking account. Mm -hmm. would, you, would you open a Google checking account? It, it's funny. I don't know if you saw it. I had posted onto Facebook, right? As soon as I heard that and I'm like, when did I write that? 2011. Mm -hmm. Search engine watch. <laughs> I wrote an Uh-oh exactly that would i 
Um, you know what? Because I'm an SEO and a business owner, yes, I would. Just like I have a Google Home, just like I have an Android phone, right? It's like I need to know, um, right? It's just part of like I look at like my patterns and they frighten me to go, Google knows everywhere I've been and that's a little creepy, but at the same time, most people do and it's handy for me to be able to see that what they see and then learn my targeting from there. Yeah. Um, so you're so, in the Googleverse, in for so, a penny, in for a pound. In for a pound. Um, so would I? Yes. Would your average business owner? And and, and I, I view them, and I, I I did when I wrote the initial art, article, but I, I, I still do. They've basically got two groupings of people that they need to convince um, to really grab the true power of it. And right now, they're clearly going after consumers. Um, right with, with the checking account side, you can either go after the business owners with things like processing and things like that, which they, they, they forayed into, um, or you can go with, with consumers. Ideally you would have both, right? It's, it's actually, I think the business owners that will be the most powerful because now you have completely different ad targeting options. Like, I mean, ad like you can feed coupons. I actually just wrote a, wrote up on a patent that I talked about last week and it'll be uh, publishing, I think tomorrow, but I'm on exactly that, that, that would sort of build on them becoming a bank and their capabilities, although unfortunately I couldn't include it in the article because I didn't know this at the time. I <laughs> think, but um, you know, that would certainly enhance their capabilities um, on the on the business side and really being able to increase the ad revenue they're generating per conversion or, or per consumer, um, but also increasing the return on ad spend for the businesses at the same time. Like there's a win across the board, right? Google makes more money. They make more money. I think the big advantage for Google on this one, because they're not in the business of being a bank, they're not in the business of, of providing services. Like they didn't create the Android operating system because they wanted to sell operating systems. Right? They're, they're, they're on a completely different model. So one of their big perks, I think, as far as getting into banking services is because they'll make money, secondary money, they can undercut everybody else. Right? As long as they know everywhere I'm spending on and offline, um, they can now target me much more efficiently, right? Like I publicly on Facebook or I will check in or, or whatnot, they'll know a certain profile of me for sure. But they know this profile of me being all that stuff that I talk about publicly, meaning all that stuff I want to talk about publicly. There's a whole, and for, for all of us, there's this whole underlying level of stuff that either isn't worth talking about publicly the build up who I am or that you're just like, yeah, I'm not talking about that. And you don't share it publicly, right? Like any, and, and a lot of that's going to involve purchases. So now all of a sudden, if they have access to that data as well, now you can start to, to really, really profile and, and to give a, a, a sort of interesting example of where this power can come in. And it was, was an accident of, of sorts um, target. Uh, sort of stepped in it by doing profiling of their users. Uh -huh. um, and and this um, girl came in, this this teenage girl came in and made a series of purchases over a couple months. Well, they went, oh, this, this grouping of purchases, and they were trying to target those key points when people's entire patterns can be changed. One of which, the wedding is, is one of them, but another one is during the birth of a child. Right? Yeah. So they're trying to target these points. And they all of a sudden started sending her flyers. Um, and a lot of these flyers were around pregnancy, coupons for pregnancy items. Well, this girl's dad went in and just totally tore a strip off some poor sales guys up and down um, and ended up yeah. having to apologize a week later because Target knew that this daughter was pregnant before the dad did. 
because yeah. they were able to understand that. And if if Google now has more access to that kind of data, hopefully they don't step in it like that. But that that's an, an enormous amount of targeting power for us as marketers. But to sort of quantify this for listeners, um, five or six years ago, Google Google bragged that it was able to predict where the flu was going to make a major outbreak by people doing searches um, for you know you know the flu doesn't doesn't hit all at once. It sort of creeps into a neighborhood and then it hits all at once. Right. So Google was able to see those pre-searches, people who were getting the sniffles, uh, the 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 early the people who got sick early. And was able to predict with almost 100% accuracy where there was going to be a major flu epidemic. Because, again, they could see um, people searching for, for, for flu remedies. Right. Um, imagine what Google is going to be able to do with this kind of consumer data. Um, oh, with- ab- absolutely. And then understanding the full patterns of billions of people at a time. Target did some good marketing, and, but they didn't have near the data set. If you understand that people are purchasing at this, like Target did it by going, People who buy these kind of vitamins, people who do like, there's just a few core purchases, but we're talking before you want your family knowing who you live with. So we're not talking, I'm buying a crib, (laughs) right? We're talking just all those little precursors that are, you know, really early on precursors that I wouldn't even know what they were. Most of them, right? I know some of them because I read a target article, (laughs) But, but other than that, I really wouldn't know what those are. Um, certainly to, to a level of going, I'm going to start mailing that person coupons, right? But uh, you know, clearly that's available. And now if all of a sudden you're going, we've got a machine learning system. And so we're just going to watch people's buying patterns. And then we're going to watch when they hit those dramatic life events, which will probably be shared somewhere, or they'll start seeing purchases for cribs. Okay. Now we know reinforce that through the system. And now you've got an entire system that is, is highly, highly effective at predicting really core events that we as marketers would just salivate, um, to try and target. Like how much would I love to see expectant mothers, but really, really like knowing full well that when I'm telling Google ads to target this, that there is a confidence level of like 99% that this is right. This isn't just some like, I like the group or whatever. So um, it, it's, it's, it'll be incredibly powerful, incredibly invasive. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about all the positives because I'm talking as a marketer, as, as a human being, um, the kind of monitoring we're dealing with is it, it has its own concerns, but we can bring on a privacy, you know, expert and advocate and, and, and talk about that side of things. We're talking about marketing for now. Yeah, well, speaking of marketing, you know what Google's code word for this, uh, for this initiative is? What's that? And I always used to accuse them of not being able to market their way out of a paper bag, but I got to tell you, this one is pretty cool. Um, they're calling it cash. C-A-C-H-E, cash. Okay. <laughs> That's funny, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. On that, we got to take a break here on Webcology. We got to go back to commercial. Um, it's uh, it's quarter to the hour at the time of the, at the time of recording on the fourteenth of of November, twenty nineteen. So, on behalf of Dave Davies for Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media. You are listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stick around. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. 
With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Ed Wijdentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell. Plus, authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutwitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pigney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Synergize your search engine education from 101 to Rockstar level only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 14th of November, 2019. Six weeks until Christmas. Actually, no, less than that. Six weeks until the end of the year. Yep. Seven weeks till 2020. Yep. Wow. Yep. <laughs> okay, so it's the end of, well, it's the end of pretty much every era as Gen X knew it. 2020 is amazing. And now that we're at the end of great eras, we, it's, it, it, I, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. The web, the commercial web is older than 25 years old. Yep. It's a grown up now. It's uh, actually starting to enter its crotchety middle age period. Um, or at least it's going to have a midlife crisis awfully soon. And uh, the web is changing rapidly as our attitudes uh, of people who work on the web, who work around the web, or who work for large institutions on the web like Google. For instance, we now have um, – at one time, if you were a Googler and you, and you left your job, you went to another technology company, or you went to some beach somewhere because heaven knows if you – worked for Google before the IPO. You don't need to work <laughs> for anyone now. Um, we got ex-Googlers who are now talking. Mm-hmm. Who are now... Uh, who are uh, 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 sharing their experiences um, publicly. Uh, although many of them, having signed uh, non-disclosure agreements that are probably large enough to sink a battleship, Mm-hmm. Um, most of them are doing it anonymously. <laughs> so there was a really cool article that appeared in uh, in Search Engine Land. It appeared there yesterday. It was written by Casper um, Szymanski, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, if there's anybody out there who Google really wants to talk to right now, put in a small room with a big bright light shine right into their eyes. It's Casper Szymanski. But Google wants to know who this who this anonymous source is. <laughs> Ten great SEO myths busted by an ex-Googler. Number one, SEO is a level playing field. It's not. The bigger you are, the better you're going to do. Um, new domains, you have a uh, honeymoon period where you're actually going to rank really well. And then you're going to drop a little bit. Um, but there's SEO no sandbox. Is, don't forget. There's no sandbox yet. Don't, no don't, sandbox. don't worry about that. But <laughs> SEO is not a level playing field. SEO is a one-time project. It's not. It's a, it, You need to work on Once you start, you can't stop. It's an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. SEO is far more than backlinks. Um, backlinks should be pursued, but it's not everything. SEO is about user signals. It's not. Um, they are relevant and they're factors, but they're not the clues that Google uses on its own. There's more and more and more that goes on. Uh, it's, it's a great article, absolutely worth the read, especially for newer SEOs who are susceptible to, um, I don't know, the SEO conspiracy theory, the realm of SEO conspiracy theories. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. If you're, if, if somebody wanted to use the word fake news in an industry, and I don't really like the term, but Hey, let's go with it because it does apply. Like there's so often I keep seeing things written about and I'm like, Oh, Oh, I feel sorry for (laughs) anybody who's reading this and actually like takes it under their belt. And you know what you and I've even talked about times where it'll just be a title, like the way it truncated on Facebook that I'll be like, Oh no, somebody's going to read that and actually not click. Please folks click. Make sure. <laughs> but yeah. well, You should do that about everything that you're about to have an opinion on. But um, you know, in, in, in our industry or where something is worded and we've talked about that, where John will be answering one question, but if you interpret it more broadly, which we all, I mean, I can't remember the exact numbers, but the study was basically SEOs ask questions and regardless of the answer, um, they'll use that to reinforce their bias and what they believe to be. We all do that. I don't think that's unique to SEOs. I think that's just, we happen to do it in SEO. Um, and, and so I think you, you, you can sort of hit that where I can read something from John Mueller and go, oh, well, then that means, well, no, it, it, he was answering a very specific scenario and a specific question. You've read like, you know, you spent one minute reading this, not the 15 minutes he was on a, on a hangout answering a question, <laughs> Like, you know, you, so, so you really can't um, sort of extrapolate these. And for the exact reason you point out, it's not a set it and forget it. Yeah. Let, let's say John is right today. And in that one thing, like that it applies to you. Talk to me in a month, right? Like, I don't know what, like, it depends on what it is, but whether that, that was still cascade. So it's, it's, it's an interesting one. That's the area that I, I have in, in exactly what you're talking about and why that is a really good document to read. But even that document should be viewed in the context of when the person worked there, when it was written and, mm-hmm. and, and, and what bias might go into the presentation of it. Like, I don't think anybody at Google, not John, not Larry, right? Like knows exactly how everything is working. Right. Of course they don't. Right. That's way too much information. You've got thousands of engineers working on stuff. You're not going to know. No person knows how all that's done. Um, so, you know, this person 
certainly more educated on the internal workings than you or I are, and probably most of our listeners. Um, but they still don't know everything. So they're answering from their own perspective as well. Although from what I'm hearing, you know, so far what's included, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but yeah, seems, seems about right. Um, but yeah, it is, it, it's often in, in interpretations and, and it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that says, but I look forward to reading it now because it sounds like it's, it is a good, yeah, okay, read this and then read everything else on top of it right? yeah. <laughs> and, and make your decision. We got time for a couple more quickies. It's almost almost end of show. Um, here's one. You you just put this up in our in our uh, in our in our internal chat room. Um, Google is obviously trying to save space on its on the uh, search engine results pages. Uh, maybe yeah. so they can fit more ads in or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Google's <laughs> testing uh, uh, if they if your website if your content earns a featured snippet. You know, you've got, you've got the best explanation for whatever query the user entered. You're going to get a feature snippet. You're the number one search result. Well, that little snippet from your page is the first thing that the user sees, and that must be a bonus place to be. Mm-hmm. And if you get that snippet, Google is now experimenting with removing the natural snippet. That is normally the little pre paragraph that's displayed underneath the, uh, the active link on the search engine results page. Yeah, experimenting with 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 dropping that because it's already given you this big block of space up near the top. Yeah, what do you think about that? Um, I think it's going to backfire, and I don't think it'll stay long term. But it might not backfire in the short term on them. And and what I mean by that is, if if would I rather be in position zero or position five? Right, like as it stands right now, I would rather be in position zero. So on the surface, it seems like I want to be in position zero anyway. So I'm going to keep putting in the same work and this will give them extra space for let's pretend it's an extra organic listing. Let's go with your probably correct evaluation. We can drop another ad in there. Um, But what I think may be missing is, and and we'll need some click data with this. If this does actually roll out will be oftentimes I've done it. You've probably done it. A lot of people do you, if the featured snippet is complete, I view that as the core set of data that is going to be made available on that page, right? It's like, probably, it's often Wikipedia, you know, an 8,000 word article, but I'll read this little thing and go, oh, well, that, now I understand that thing, right? And and then move on. So will the clicks to that site as a whole go down if they have the featured snippet without a link? And I suspect we're going to see that the featured snippet without that additional link, like when, when they're losing their organic link will actually cost traffic. And if that happens, then why are we building featured for featured snippets, right? Like hmm. all of a sudden you would get sort of a, oh, well, I, I don't want, I would actually rather my competitor gets the featured snippet. So it takes away their organic and now I can have it. <laughs> like, uh, so it may backfire against them. I, I, I can't say that'll work out. I, I suspect that might, or, or it's, you know, I'm not going to be trying to get my clients featured snippets removed. Um, if this happens, but I will certainly be monitoring what goes on on their on their traffic and prepping for like, okay, we need to we need to get this schema out of there, right, or whatever. <laughs> we need to start de-optimizing to get that traffic back because I don't want the featured snippet. In fact, if we don't have it, your top competitor will. So let them answer this question, and we'll take the click. The, who knows? We'll we'll see. But short answer, I don't really like it, but I. 
you know, as an SEO, but I don't really try and think as an SEO on these ones because I try, well, I do, but I try and think of, if it serves Google, then I got to deal with it. So that's me thinking <laughs> like an SEO. Um, okay. I suspect it might blow up in their face. Speaking of serving Google, I'm afraid this is the last time we're going to have a chance to. Um, okay. Google really wants to reward fast sites. It wants mm-hmm. us to build fast sites for good reason for, for the mobile yep. universe. Um, fast, secure, really important uh, signals for Google. It's really hard to reward uh, people for good behavior. It's much, much, much easier to penalize people for bad behavior. That seems to be the the trend in most of the world, right? Yeah. So Google is, or Chrome, Google's Google's browser, Chrome, is uh, thinking about, they're not actually doing this yet, but they're, they're discussing it, creating a badge that usually a badge, you think badge of honor, right? This isn't a badge of honor. they're thinking of creating a badge, a little a little marker, a bug, if you will, um, to go beside the results of pages that are slow. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 like the little uh, unsecure notice when there's you go to an HTTP only site. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an oh my god, do I really want to touch this kind of badge? Like oh, this has syphilis. I think I don't want to touch it. Um, <laughs> Slow and drippy. I don't want to touch that at all. Um, <laughs> it's the end of the show, isn't it? It is. Um, it, it feels. It feels like three o'clock. <laughs> Which is what that website feels like because it's slow and synthetic. Um Anyway, so Google's got this got this anti-speed badge, just this slow website badge that they're thinking of putting in the Chrome browser to warn mm-hmm. people that this website might load really slowly and boy would it suck to have one of those yeah which is why i think it's a great idea um and and you've been in <laughs> seo long enough i've been in seo long enough how many times have we gone with the right information but there just isn't quite the kick in the butt somebody needs to actually do it well it's going to be really really hard to do this thing or we're going to have to completely redevelop stuff I understand that, but it's going to do, I understand it sucks, but you know, so does getting your stitches out, right? But it's part of the process. I <laughs> think we got to do this thing. Um, you know, so I, I think that's what we're going to get here is, okay, it wasn't a big deal. And, and you were pretty sure anecdotally that people still really liked you because the only people you talked to were your clients. So they were the only, the only people you talked to were the ones that weren't disturbed by this 15 second website. But now all of a sudden the case being made to the business owner will be, yeah, you see that you, your clicks are down. <laughs> like, that's it. It's just like, see that big thing. That's Google telling everybody who sees you in a search result that they don't want to click you. Um, and I think, yes, it's going to be, like, it's going to really suck for some people for a while, but I, I think as a, as a searcher, thank you. At least warning me <laughs> that this is there. And then of course there's the, as an SEO going, this may just force, um, or, or certainly make my argument more compelling that these are important issues to address. And then, you know what, when they do it as a win, you know, somehow they've managed to get in a search position to be seen. It'll be nice when it's a little bit higher and that badge isn't there. And you know what, now that you put it that way, I've been full agreement. This is a sales tool. You're absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I didn't. Um, it must be the end of the show. I don't know why I didn't see that sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, it is. We have gone full clock. This has been a truly, truly fun show. Um, and uh, 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 I really hope. How many more days are you in New York for? I fly back tomorrow. 
You guys heading back to Toronto? Uh, yes. Yes. I will be on the ground for about an hour. Oh, dang. Well, yeah, if I, I can, I will. If I can't, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no um, problem. Okay. We got to go. Uh, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, who will be back in Victoria tomorrow late at night. Don't call him until uh, Saturday, please. Uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Call me anytime. I'm, I'm here in Toronto. You've been listening to Webcology, webmasterradio.fm. It's the 14th of November, 2019. Stick around the network if you're listening live. There's some great content coming up after the, uh, after the commercials. Thank you so much to our studio staff, to Brasco and, and, and the folks in the studio. Stay safe, be good, rank well. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.